Are you a business or content creator who wants to get really visible online through amazing press coverage and writing brilliant blog content? If so, you're in the right place. I'm Jenna, a freelance journalist and PR who helps people become an authority online. And welcome to the Blog Lancer podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Blog Lancer podcast. So today is actually an interview episode so we will get started in a minute so you can hear from our amazing guest. Today is all about PR so I wanted to remind you again that you can sign up for three days of completely free PR training to learn about how you can pitch, find opportunities and basically get your business in the press. So if that's of interest, make sure to click the link in my show notes. The Facebook group opens on Friday and the first training is on Monday in the group. So you've not got long to sign up. Um, But hopefully you'll find today's episode really useful. There's a little tiny issue with the sound at the start, but it gets fine as we go along. So bear with us and I hope you find this really useful. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So today is another PR episode and we're going to be talking about doing your own PR as a product-based business because this is something that um, I'm really passionate about. I really encourage people that you don't have to outsource your PR if you don't want to. There are ways that you can do it yourself and obviously that's much more cost-effective. So I'm joined by Dahlia who has an amazing skincare brand. So do tell us about yourself and what you do and then we'll have a chat about how you've managed to get yourself some really great press coverage. Thank you. Hi everyone. Yeah, I'm Dahlia from Dahlia Botanique. I run a, a natural skincare and hair care business and I set it up um, about probably about two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, just when we went into lockdown because um, I had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> so I did quite a few courses on um producing your or making your own skincare and learning how to do it safely um and yeah from there I set my set my brand up and it's just been getting stronger and stronger all the time amazing and when did you start to think actually I'm going to try and get some media coverage from that for this brand and try and see if that helps when did that start I think sort of well as as the I say almost at the beginning but then I wasn't I think I was more focused on getting it out on social media and then as time time went on and I met other skincare people they were talking a lot about um things like you know they'd been sent adverts offers to appear in certain fashion high-end magazines (laughs) for a lot of money Uh, and I was like oh I wonder if I could appear on one of those and pay to have um you know an an advert in there and now I know so much more I've never So I think it came from there. And then I started, um, I can't remember who, who even told me. I think it was, before, I met someone before I met you. Uh, I think it was a friend of mine who'd worked in marketing and she ta- taught me about the uh, Twitter and the hashtag yeah. journey request. Yeah. And that's when things started to, um, you know, started to kind of roll forward. And then I think I met you on one of the Lisa johnson facebook pages yes and then i think we joined your page and then obviously it just all went from there really so yeah that was the start of it amazing and so tell people a little bit about then so like obviously you knew nothing about pr and how to get started so 
what how did you get started with it so did you sort of set a target to like check journal requests each day or did you start doing some research into your publications or how did you sort of say right I'm going to get featured in some magazines and newspapers yeah so I was checking the journal request and then I think it came from speaking to you that I was on a Facebook page that's free to join which I think is feature me yeah and I got really good yeah and I joined that and I met a journalist on there he was looking for um people who did really interesting things at Christmas and so I got in touch with her just off the off chance and she was like would love to feature you um do you want to, it's it was for Boots magazine I was like whoa <laughs> uh, and it kind of really escalated from there as well because she I know she's sort of kept an eye out for me for certain press things we got on really really well and they mentioned my business and it was quite unexpected I never realized that me doing you know quite crazy endurance events at Christmas would get so much press coverage and I've probably had more press coverage for that at the moment but they've all been mentioning my business which is brilliant yeah it's just been taking off from there really that was like the stepping stone and then having conversations with you and going on to light bulb that really helped as well so it's all just kind of snowboard really so to clarify then so for people listening so feature me is set up by a journalist and it's a case studies I think I, I don't know if it's a group or a page. I think there might yeah. be two actually. I think there might be a group and a page. But basically, it's mainly the one journalist. But I think some other journalists go on as well and just say we're looking for case studies. So it's a really great thing to join, especially if you're listening to this and you're thinking like I've got like no idea what my story is because obviously. Um, when you've got a product-based business obviously like the aim is to get some coverage for the product and that's amazing but then sometimes we can feel a little bit unstuck as to like where to go next or how to get more coverage so it's worth a follow looking at the page and group just mm -hmm. to get a sense of like what stories that people are actually covering um and those sorts of things and then light bulb is a facebook group that i always recommend um you have to pay uh i think it's do you, is it five pound a month or something yeah it's really yeah. cheap yeah really yeah. affordable and uh you can go in I think you can do like an intro pitch to yourself but you can also um um also follow and respond to, to journalists really great tools on Facebook that you can start with today because I think a lot of people feel like PR has to be really overwhelming but you just literally responded to like one request and then did yeah. you find that after that one request you more and more people wanting to cover that story is that what you were saying like yeah yeah so they I got think, in touch off the back of that story yeah I think email uh the journey she tagged yeah, me a yeah. few things after that um but going back to what you're saying about the story and sometimes can be a bit daunting it can be the most random story I never imagined in a million years my cycling and running on Christmas day would get me so much press coverage so We've talked about using like the Facebook groups and things like that. Is there any other places that you found press opportunities? I used a site called Pressloft where you can upload your images and then they tell you if any journalists have downloaded them. Um, I had, I think, about three downloads from there. And you can also pitch on there as well. Um I've pitched on a site called Editorial L. Uh, I haven't had any yeah. responses from that yet, but I, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't cost much to pitch, and you don't have to be a member as well either. So, I'll, I'll be doing that again. 
So for those who don't know, so Press Loft is something I talked about last week on my Instagram, but it's a site where if you're a product business and you've got some really great images, you upload them and the journalist who is perhaps typing in the search bar, whatever they're looking for, will then download the image. Does it tell you who's downloaded it or does it just say a journalist? And it tells you who's downloaded it. And I oh, think it, I have to double check, but I think it tells you which publication as well, because um, there was something, someone downloaded something for your home. Um, oh, amazing. But I haven't seen it come up in any magazines because I've checked on readily. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if they changed it. It was for January and it was my shampoo bar. So it might have got pulled. I don't know. I need to keep checking for January just in case it comes up. Yeah. So, I mean, they're usually about three months ahead, aren't they? That's the thing. Yeah, so yeah. It's, often, it's often print magazines that use this. So it's, it's not necessarily instant coverage because obviously, yeah, like you say, things can change or, you know, like it yeah. takes such a long time. But considering it probably only took you like five minutes to just to upload some images, presumably, then yeah, it's probably yeah, yeah. time well spent, isn't it? And then editorial, mm -hmm. um, again, people might not know, but it's, it's something like seven ninety nine a month along those lines and you get about 40 50 opportunities a day in like one email and you can respond to i agree i haven't had a great success rate with that but because it, it's really affordable i do just keep it because i think well even if i perhaps get you know one response a month or something then it's probably yeah, worth yeah. um that one response so so yeah. there's quite a few different ways then that you've found press opportunities let's talk about the next stage which can seem a bit scarier but sort of cold pitching or actually just figuring out okay I've had some success with these Facebook groups and um, editorial and so on but I'm actually just going to email a journalist to introduce myself have you started that process yet because I think that would be really useful for people to get some ideas for if they're doing it themselves yes yes I've started I haven't sent any emails yet what I've started doing is I've gone on to um, readily and I've made a list of um, all the magazines and publications that might suit my brand. So homewares, garden, lifestyle. And I've put them all in a spreadsheet. I've tried to find out who, you know, who the editor is and make some key journalists. And I've started putting a press release together that can be tailors. I've had someone help me write a press release. Uh, Jenny, actually. And... Um, that press release can be tailored to that publication as well. So that would be kind of so that sounds like, yeah, so that's a really strategic way because obviously with those opportunities, you can sort of run out of opportunities if you just rely on one thing. So yeah. that sounds, and, and so like you say, writing a press release, whether you write it yourself or you get someone else to write it, and then it's a case of um, just introducing yourselves to that journey. But it is a good idea rather than just, randomly start emailing is to sort of start building up like you say a list of people to pitch to and um, twitter's yeah. another one for this as well like if you see anyone on journal requesting things so another thing that a lot of product businesses struggle with is samples so obviously you have to weigh up and it can be really tricky it's a lot easier i find if you're a business um that perhaps has like a really low value product like perhaps you've got a chocolate bar it doesn't matter if you send that out to 50 journalists because it you know the, the money that you're losing is quite small um, yeah. Or similarly, if you're a service-based business, then giving someone access to your membership or podcast or, or app or ebook again, 
it's just there so it's not costing you anything um but obviously if you've got a product that like yourself you know it's perhaps made in small batches or you know like it 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 takes you a labor of love to make it's so hard to get that balance so have you have you decided to send many product samples out have you refused some requests like how do you balance that without just giving away all of your stock which sort of defeats the object of what we're trying to do no absolutely um i've been very careful oh I shouldn't have sent that because you're not going to do much with it um or you're not really going to advertise me as much as I thought or even like bloggers for example so now I'm a lot more cautious so I put a on press loft I put something out um to to influencers because on their sort of influencers there's influencers on there and yeah you can pitch that bloggers and influencers um and I was quite specific in what I wanted and a lot of people who who don't even match my brand replied. Right. Uh, and so I, I just, I was, you know, I just turned them down because I thought, well, you're probably not going to have the audience that I want. Um, and also I'm very careful now as I go and look at their websites. I ask them what their domain authority is. Uh, I look at who they've worked with in the past. I look what their social media is like, how responsive people are with them as well so yeah yeah, and how much they respond to people too so I had um I work with an influencer uh, who does a lot of gardening um based stuff and she has quite a large following and a very very kind of loyal following and there's two people like that actually and I sent them some books and um you know they don't have like 50k plus following so about 20 something k but they are really engaging with their audience and their audience trusts them so I actually got quite a few sales from there so um, yeah yeah, so that taught me a lot about look at how that person engaged with their audiences and the people that came to me said oh we really trust so-and-so's opinion Um, and we're big fans of them so I just thought that's something in the future to look out to like how well does that audience how well does that person or that magazine or anything like that how does it engage with their audiences and that's going to be my my thing now on going forward and sending more product samples yeah because I guess it's a product as well it's quite hard because it's the sort of product that you need to actually try like I actually purchased some of your skincare and I've purchased it again because it, it was brilliant but yeah. it's quite hard to communicate that just from a photograph isn't it well perhaps if it was a handbag do you need to really try the handbag until it's featured you know probably yeah. not you can see what the handbag looks like so um it, it's getting it's getting that balance isn't it so do you sort of set yourself like a limit as like you know I'm only going to send out five samples this month or do you just sort of take it on like a case by case basis as to you know who emails you case by case um but for my next so I'm looking at releasing another product soon. And I yeah. think this time I was I was probably giving away more than I should have. And I think this time I'll be very, very selective on who I send my my products to. You know, if, if I speak to any journalists, it will be because I'll be doing a press release, it will be about yeah. making sure that journalist actually fits my brand. Um yeah. and same with with any influencers, you know, I'll be sending them out to people that I've had a high success rate with as well yeah. so I'll be a lot more cautious this time on who I'm sending stuff to 
and that that's where doing the research is good isn't it like you say like using yeah. resume which is an app where you can read loads of magazines and see you know what magazines are covering like natural skin care um and gardening and so on so i think yeah if you are a product-based business you just do have to be careful and balanced yeah. Uh, but that will depend on obviously like your profit and then how, you know, how expensive things is. You know, there's some people that have really high profit margins, so it's not necessarily as um, big a deal for them. But um, yeah. and finally, I'd love to just talk about, we talked briefly at the start about the first piece of coverage for Boots. Well, the first conversation was for Boots magazine. I know that might have not come out immediately. So I don't know if it was your first piece of coverage, but um yeah. I'd love to just know about generally like the impact it's had on your business so I think a lot of people you know when we think of product-based businesses obviously we want it to translate into sales and of course if you're spending money on PR or you're spending money on sending the products out it needs to make mathematical sense but there are all sorts yeah. of other benefits as well to PR like you talked you just mentioned domain authority that's one of them having links to your site or perhaps having images if you send it to influencers or you know just having more authority so I'd just love for you to just tell us how if you think you know it's helped your business or how you think it's helped by just sort of focusing on PR these last couple of months yeah definitely so definitely my domain authority has gone up uh, on my website so I'm definitely ranking a bit better and that's really helped that's on Google yes yeah yeah um, um, I've also, I actually had some really nice emails from people after the Boots magazine, people that found me on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if they converted to customers, but they went out to find me, which was really nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So people who had read the, read the magazine, found like your Instagram yeah. handle, followed and started a conversation. Yeah, which I thought oh, was so lovely. Yeah, especially because it wasn't anything to do with your business, really, the, the, the story. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, sorry Karen (laughs) so yeah so that's just all about again and that's just really interesting as well because when it comes to products when I get so many people that are like oh no I just want to send the product to journalists I just want to get reviews but actually showing the people behind the product especially with something like yourself where you're making it and you you know it's you that's creating these amazing skincare products I think are really important so so you so you've definitely had more engagement as well yeah definitely and what, what's been interesting actually is I don't know how many sales have come direct from from the press but yeah I've noticed that my um when I looked at my Shopify and my stats it was my local press that got me quite a lot of traffic so it was oh. Wakefield uh I think he, the Wakefield Post and Yorkshire Evening Post I had like a double page spread in both of those yeah. and they're owned by the same um, people but actually, they brought me my highest amount of traffic, uh, which was amazing, actually. So, yeah. you know, don't count. Because <laughs> um, actually, they can get you, if, you know, especially when people read and think, oh, that person lives, you know, near me or, um, you know, that person's like quite relatable. So they're just not another person in a magazine. Um, I suppose people can relate to someone that lives sort of close by to them a bit better. Uh, so that was quite yeah. interesting. I was quite surprised about that, actually. But yeah, it brought me like both those local papers brought me the highest to my website. Wow. And that's interesting because so many people still 
and I get this even as a journalist, I feel like the prestige about print magazines. And yeah, yeah. of course, it's, ama it's amazing to get featured in print. But if you're pre featured online, you can track so much easier as to if that's yeah. bringing you traffic or customers. Like if that was just the print version, you'd literally have no idea where those customers were coming from. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you are starting out, I think actually going into your analytics and just seeing like, who, you know, you don't have to go loads into the tech, but, you know, what sites have referred you or, this, you know, that's what something you can do with like small is obviously you know give a discount code that's sort of exclusive and then you can see yeah. where they've come from with that influencer that you mentioned how did you know that the sales come from her because the customers followed you like the customers followed you and said oh I've come from x y and z yeah so I actually gave them a discount code um yeah, and yeah so I could see yeah. that I had about five sales from that uh which is really good so it was it was good it was high high price sales you know they brought like a couple of, of products off me um yeah. so with those discount codes they came that I had quite a few come from from there and sometimes it's worth giving that discount like I've had a product magazine and we did a discount of like 50% which I know you wouldn't usually do but it was for a magazine yeah. because they knew that once those customers because it was a product that lasted like a month so once the customers had used it for a month then they would come back um, yeah. So it, for them, it was less important about the profit from that initial piece of coverage, but more the long term customers. And I guess that's the same for you, because if people notice the difference in their skin, then even though, say, even though if, if that influencer brought you 10 sales, they might then bring you 10 sales every single month, presumably from like long term yeah, yeah. customers. Yeah, because, you know, the nature of what you do is it lasts for 30 days or 60 days. Um, so I just love yeah. to know then. To finish, what just what tip or what tips would you give to anyone who's listening to this and they've got a product-based business um, and they don't have a huge budget to like outsource their PR, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast because you've done this all yourself. I know you talked about little things that you've invested in, like seven pounds for editorial or like five pounds yeah. for light bulb, but you've you've done this all yourself. You haven't given it to anybody else. Uh, the majority of it so I'd love to know what tips you'd give to someone in the same boat that wants to get some PR but they just don't have the money or or they or they just perhaps want to do it themselves they don't want to have another person in the team they don't want the faff of outsourcing it what would you give them as suggestions I think definitely sort of signing up to the free trials of, of the yeah. um free trials and also, I think from that, it allowed me to build a bit of a network of um, journalists. So the one, the journalist that I, uh, who wrote my story for Boots, she now keeps her eye out for things for me. She's emailed some stuff over to me, which is fantastic. That's so it's building up, yeah, so it's building up those relationships, I think, more than anything. And, um, you know, looking on Twitter, looking for the journal requests, and also, you know, I think it is worth spending a little bit of money just to groups like light bulb because you can yeah. get so many links in that. You know, you can't I don't think you can do it completely free. Um you do have to invest in it, but then you know, going forward, um it, it's not as expensive. Once you once you're in yeah. the groups, once you've got a press release that you can customize, you know, I've got a couple that I can customize for different products different events you know different days in the year um, and then you can just reuse them over and over and over again so it's definitely worth you know investing a little bit of money initially 
and then once you've got that you can really build off that for, for very little money as well yeah and that's a really good point about um the, the journalist for boots because so often people yeah. say to me like, oh there's no point it's like nothing to do with my business and I say well if it just takes you 10 minutes then you've got that relationship and it's just so much easier to go back to somebody that you've already worked with that you know is reliable that you don't have to ask them all the questions again like how old are you where you, you know like so you save in the journalist time so as long as it's not like detrimental like you know if you're a vegan if you're a vegan brand don't talk about eating meat but other than that you know like as long as it's you know not detrimental just thinking outside the box and if it's not going to take you a lot of time and it's not going to be completely opposite to your business give it a go and be open-minded because even that first piece of coverage might not be like 100% relevant to your business but then you've got that relationship so I think that's such a good point to share definitely yeah um another quick point I was going to say as well is is understanding how journalists work because I think it's now I've learned a lot about uh, things can change very quickly um yeah. and I used to get really upset if I didn't hear back or I said oh that's a bit rude they haven't emailed me or you know oh they said they're going to feature me and they haven't I've just learned now that things change things change very rapidly and I think because you have access to a lot of journalists in light bulb you see how things work behind the scenes it gives you much more of an insight and now it's just going you might email them you might not hear back but that's just how it is and just accept yeah. it you know or they might go to the and ask or and then something changes and they might have to change their tactic I was going to be featured in a in a very very big broadsheet um and then unfortunately the queen died <laughs> and oh, there were some political things as well that happened and obviously my story didn't get put in and I was gutted but I was like that's just how it is the, yeah. the priority change the direction of the news has changed it's just how it is you know um and, and so you it's just so have to yeah. yeah I think that comes with the it comes with a press. Yeah, I, it comes with doing a press thing. And I think as well, that's what I say to people. Even if you don't want to get press coverage yet, you could still join Lightbulb or you could still look, look at journal requests on Twitter because it gives you an understanding of the news cycle. Um, and yeah. I think you are right. Like, I even have this being a journalist. Like, sometimes editors just ghost me. And actually, I yeah. do think it is sometimes rude. But at the same yeah. time, you have to accept that the turnover, the speed of journalism... Yeah he's so quick and also you know there's so many staff changes and journey I mean I get hundreds of emails a day most of them completely irrelevant so yeah. um, I'm not saying that your emails will be completely irrelevant but there are lots of different things like I'm excited and you've sent that email and you're like just checking your phone every five minutes chances are their inbox is just getting bombarded um yeah. so it is and I also think obviously the journalists you know are do you know are doing us a great service as well in terms of helping us get that coverage out there so but it is frustrating and I'm the first to say sometimes it is it is rude but at the same time you just have to you just have to dust yourself down like you say I've had it when you know from the PR side of things I've worked on things for say eight hours for a client and it's took me you know like a whole day and then at the last second they just change their mind and you just yeah. have a little bit of a scream <laughs> and then you go right okay let's get back on it and pitch again exactly. because when you do yeah. get that coverage it's just worth every you know every second but yeah we all even and that's the thing as well like you I think people who do their own PR think oh my god it's because 
I've done it myself or because like, I've sent a rubbish email or because they're not going to take me seriously because I'm not from a PR agency but yeah. I still get it every day and I've been doing PR for ages and I still get people blank me or you know and you just you just have to you have you to follow to... up definitely definitely yeah. follow up um because people forget but then sometimes you just have to think okay right hey ho on to the next one because exactly. the one the one benefit of it moving so quickly is tomorrow there's going to be hundreds of opportunities so yeah. it can be really frustrating but um okay amazing thank you so much for joining us I think this is going to be so useful um for product-based businesses that just want some inspiration and can see how you know how someone has just took this on herself to learn and to get featured in the media quickly um where we can find you and um, i'll put your link uh, to your website in the show notes but just let everyone quickly know like what you are on instagram and things like that so they can check out your amazing skincare sure yeah so you can find me at www.daliabotanique.co.uk and i'm on facebook tiktok for my sins uh and, and instagram and pinterest under dahlia botanique okay amazing thanks so much dahlia well, thanks, Jenna. Thank you. Into the Blog Lancer podcast, you can find out more by heading to thebloglancer.co.uk or clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you to loads of useful resources, freebies, and also info on my ebooks and courses. You can also say hello on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, which are all Jenna Farmer UK, or head to at Jenna Farmer UK social on Instagram specifically for my blogging and social media tips.